0: Happy Halloween, everybody. Welcome to the Paranormal Peeps podcast and happy Halloween. That was really bad. But it is Halloween for everybody. For some people.
1: Not everybody. For some
0: of you, maybe Halloween was yesterday because you listened to the podcast late. That's true. Or Or Halloween
2: Halloween,
0: was a week ago. (laughs) Or it was like like last year because, hey, if, if you're in 2022...
2: Sorry, Josh, what were you going to say? Hello.
3: No, I was in, or it's tomorrow, depending on if you're celebrating Halloween a day early. Is yeah. on
2: where you live? Yeah, if you're yeah. celebrating on Sunday or on Saturday.
0: Yep. So
2: It's a big debate right now.
0: Or if you're listening to this next year, just to be nostalgic, then happy Halloween again. I don't know. That's right. <laughs> Either way, welcome to the Paranormal Peeps podcast. Uh, today, it's a special episode. Um, if you are listening to this uh, as we get released... It's actually a little bit early than our normal uh, release date. That's right. But we wanted to li- bring it to you because it would be obsolete if we released it after Halloween. <laughs> anyway, so that being said, uh, let's go around the room. Who we got with us? Uh, uh, first of all, I'm Mike. I'm the uh, the loud and annoying one. To my left is the lovely... Alisa. Alisa decided to join us this time. Hey, everyone.
4: Welcome back. <laughs> Thanks. Welcome back.
0: How was your trip to Cancun? <laughs> uh,
4: so it was such a dream.
0: <laughs> such a dream. She doesn't even
3: remember going. To, to her left, the wizard of
0: Oz, Josh. Josh. Still sheetless. Still sheetless. <laughs> and Jamie. The lovely Jamie. And Terry. And Terry. She's my wife. I always say that, and I just figure you guys just don't know that. But she's my wife. She puts up with me. Why? We'll never know. Well, as you might have guessed from the uh, the music, if the music uh, didn't get cut out by the wizard, um, today we're going to talk about Halloween, which is pretty cool. Since it's the day before Halloween. Yeah, it's ironic. So there's so much to talk about with Halloween. Uh, do we have any stuff to talk about first before we talk about Halloween? Uh, no. No?
3: Just make sure you eat lots of candy and uh, have
0: a good time. Or if you can't eat candy, eat lots of other things. Like cheese. Don't eat too much cheese. It'll plug you up. Bacon. Bacon. Yes. We were talking about bacon cheeseburgers hands earlier. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Bacon cheeseburger
3: hand pies. Or to take it to the next level, bacon wrapped cheese.
0: Or just tacos. I'm like, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like stuffed right now, but yet we're still talking about food. That's what a glutton I am. Oh, Jamie
2: made a huge spread of like Halloween-themed stuff for us to eat. It was oh, my gosh. So we will good. post you pictures. Should,
0: you should post pictures on the... Uh, we will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Go to our social media. We'll tell you where at the end of the show. So you got to listen all the way to the end of the show. To find out where to where you can see the where you can find us. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just jump in. Uh, so anyway, Halloween. If you've if you've been living under a rock, is an annual holiday celebrated each year on October thirty first. Uh, this year, it's on Sunday the thirty first. Ironically, thirty first. And yeah, although here in Utah, with uh, Sunday being the Sabbath and with the culture here. Most activity is going to be happening on Saturday night. So.
2: Utah's not the only state no, doing this. No, it's not. The Although a lot of people do. think we're the only ones that do.
0: Everybody thinks that that the Mormons are backwards. Yeah, maybe we are a little bit, but we like it. So you don't like it? Go somewhere else. <laughs> stop, <laughs>
2: stop, stop, stop moving to stop Utah. Utah. I'm trying to change things. I like it. Here. Go to Texas.
0: <laughs> go back to California. <laughs> Um anyway, so we we wanted to talk about Halloween, we want to talk about the history of Halloween, a lot of the fun things with it, a lot of the similarities of the way it's celebrated throughout different cultures. There's lots of different festivals. You know, Josh is gonna talk about Dia de le, Dia de los Muertos. Yep. Um you know, which is obviously Scottish. Um hundred percent. That that's yes. very
3: good Celtic. That's a very yeah. good Celtic
0: grammar of your part of yeah. your Gaelic. And then, and then uh, Jamie's going to talk about the Canadian versions of Halloween. Eh? Eh? <laughs> hey? Hey? That's how they do it in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Those teasers. <laughs> we watched the uh, Grown Ups earlier today. You can't flip past the channels and just go past that one. We just get sucked in. All right. So, do um, you want me just to jump in with a. Yeah, let's okay, go. All right. So, um, Halloween originated in the ancient Celtic festival of, uh, now, if you look at it, it looks like Samhain. That is not how it is pronounced. It's actually pronounced Salon. And it's when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. Now, side note here, that's not what we would want to do. We don't want to ward off ghosts. Us, our group, we're like, where are the ghosts? Bring it on. We go in, it's like, bring it on, kids. (laughs) Raise your hand if you're a ghost. All right. I want to talk to you. <laughs> uh, in the 8th century, uh, Pope Gregory the Third designated November 1st as a time to honor all saints. And soon, All Saints Day incorporated some of the traditions of Samhain. Um, and then the evening before uh, was known as All Hallows' Eve and then later changed to Halloween. Over time, Halloween evolved into day of activities, trick-or-treatings, carving lanterns. We're talking about all this fun stuff. So... Um, but yeah, it goes back to to the, to the Samhain, okay? Celts lived uh, about 2,000 years ago in the area we now know as Ireland, United Kingdom, northern France. And they celebrated their new year on November 1st. You know, they marked the end of – the day marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter. So if you're a fan of uh, Game of Thrones, you know, like you know, all through the month of October, they're like, winter is coming. Winter is coming. Right? And so in the wintertime, you think about it, everything dies, right? All the the life on the trees goes away. It becomes cold. It's hard to live. People actually died a lot more in the wintertime. Um,
2: That's part of the reason why the colors are like black and orange for Halloween, because black equals death, and then orange for like the autumn harvest season colors. Correct. Interesting.
0: You are correct.
3: and, And it wasn't uncommon for ancient civilizations to celebrate the seasons and the changing of the seasons. Yeah. So it's very common for them to to have a festival at harvest time. They're not, uh, the Celts weren't the only oh, no, ones no. to do that.
0: No, they, they weren't at all. And we're going to talk about that. Um, there's actually several, <laughs> it, and it's, what's funny about it is just how all these different cultures believed in so much of the same stuff, just called it different stuff. And, and then slightly different traditions. Now the Celts believed with, with Samhain that the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. And on the night of October 31st, they celebrated Salon when it was believed that those ghosts could actually, um, the, you know, the ghosts of those who were dead could uh, return to the earth. In okay? mm-hmm. um, Ghostbusters, they actually talk about this thinning of the veil. And it actually goes all through the month of October. And then it culminates um, a couple of days after Halloween on November 3rd when Gozer shows up, if you follow the timeline on the movie. Pet um, you didn't know that, right? i some watched Ghostbusters. You've seen that one? <laughs> we we tease Josh about all the shows he's I've seen, seen that one. I mean, come on. I got the two dogs right there. The <laughs> you know?
2: one of like five movies you've seen? Yes. Yeah, if, 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 if you can see
0: our studio um, here, Josh has a, a very fun... uh Yeah. <laughs> And we just a gave him Ghostbuster pins. Ghostbuster pins. Stuff. Ghostbuster pin. Yeah. Yeah. You name it. It's We're, all here. It's cool. We've, we've oh, decked cute. out the, not the to, studio and a lot of Ghostbuster stuff. Not to mention the demon dogs. You'll find terror those dogs. on the... Uh, the yes. terror dogs. You'll find those on our... Those pictures of those on the... Yeah, the website, I did the post yeah, them.
2: Yeah. yeah, we posted the video.
0: Yep. So I still tease Josh about not seeing all the movies. <laughs> That's probably fair, though, because there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. I'm about teasing people. I'm a bully. But anyway, yes. So November 3rd is when Gozer shows up. And so a lot of people don't know or don't understand that the whole... Ghostbusters timeline runs through September through that first uh first weekend of November when it all just kind of hits the fan. Um so you know, in addition to causing trouble and damaging crops, uh the Celts thought that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it a lot easier um for the Druids or Celtic priests to make predictions about the future. So they got excited because these ghosts are here, and now the priests can make all these predictions, and they were always hoping for good predictions. You know, for a bountiful new year and whatnot, um, but for a people entirely dependent on the volatile natural world, which you know nature's always doing weird things. We I mean, look at it now, yep. Uh, but these prophecies were an important source of comfort, you know, especially during a long dark winter. You know, if you don't have any hope coming at the end of the winter, you know that's it's it's miserable. So to commemorate the event, the Druids built these huge sacred bonfires, and the people gathered to burn the crops and animals. As sacrifices to the Celtic deities, to so their gods, and during the celebration, the Celts actually wore costumes typically consisting of like animal heads and skins. And I mean, then later, you know, they were you know make, getting plastic ones that look like the Lone Ranger and Rainbow Bright. Um, but Care, they would, Care Bears. yeah. So and, that, and that was
3: and the Celts. You had the ones were no doing idea
0: this? that those were all Celtic. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did not know that Care Bears was Celtic. <laughs> totally. Um, they actually got it from the picks. There know. was
2: Lucky Bear that had the four-leaf clover on him. Come yeah. on, he was and, green.
0: And the Smurf that wore the kilt. You know, it yeah, was what the, else the, do you the,
3: want? Yeah. The,
2: <laughs>
0: the, the grouchy one. Yes. Um, but uh, they would all wear these um, these animal heads and these skins, and they attempted to tell each other's fortunes. Apparently, everybody was a, was a medium that day. Um, when the celebration was over, then they relit their hearth fires, uh, which were in their um, homes, which they'd extinguished earlier for that evening. And they relit those fires in their homes from those sacred bonfires to help protect them during the coming winter. So it was kind of a sacred fire. Don't let the fire go out because if it goes out, then you're kind of hosed. So that's kind of Salon in a big nutshell. We could go on for just a whole episode just on Salon. But as we mentioned, there's so many different other cultures. Um, Like let's talk about the Romans, for example, Um, in 43 AD, well, uh, we just jumped a huge timeline, did we? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> well, yeah.
3: Celts were like two thousand years ago. They're like forty-three AD, which is how long ago? Uh, shush. Two thousand years ago. Shush you.
1: Hey, we missed the fun fact in between.
3: Yeah. What's the fun fact?
1: Uh, did you know one quarter of all candy sold annually in the U.S. is purchased for Halloween?
3: We'll get there. <laughs> I believe it though. I'm just
1: throwing it in there. There's, there's a fun where we jump to this.
5: It's...
3: Yeah, <laughs> but also. Here's a uh, disgusting fun fact uh, about candy sold for Halloween. You know the, how we get the, Callowe- the, the candy that comes out right away, right before Halloween, like right before the October season starts? Oh,
4: that's probably last year's candy. That's it? last year's
3: candy. Candy yep. is good probably for that. two years. And so what they'll do is the candy that they don't sell, they put back in the stores and they bring out the early part of the year.
2: See, and some of them started trying away from making Halloween themed candy because of that purpose. Because they either discount it or they save it. Yeah. So they started doing it more in like... Fall colors, so they can go, you sell that same candy all the way through Thanksgiving.
3: Ah, sneaky.
2: Sneaky. Okay. Fun facts on candy.
0: That's right. (laughs) So let's go back in time. (laughs) (laughs) Back to, yeah. So back in 43 AD, the Roman Empire had conquered a majority of the Celtic territory, like the Northern France and all that. Um, England, uh, what's now England. Um, you will, you will, I do want to note being the Scot, you know, in the room here that, uh, they, they got to a certain point and they said, nah, Rome's good because they couldn't conquer the Picts. Those are my ancestors. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, anyway, <laughs>
4: how much of Scottish are you?
0: Um, direct descendant of
3: Macbeth. Yes, but that doesn't say how much you are now. Percentage.
4: I'm really scared oh, to do
3: one
2: of those DNA tests. I'm 40%. If it doesn't, if it doesn't come back, as Scottish. We're going to be in a lot of
0: trouble. Come to find out, I'm actually Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen the
2: commercial with the guy thought he was like German, then he found out he was actually Scottish, and so he gave up his leader lederhosen and <laughs> bought a <and> kilt. <killed>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, Um. yeah, following my paternal line, it goes all the way back into the Picts. Cool. And so, Mm -hmm. but I'm not like pure, Scott. I mean, come on. Um, Nobody's pure anything anymore. I know. Pure mutt. (laughs) We're all mixed breeds. That's right. But anyway, um, so let's see. In the course of uh, 400 years um, that they ruled the Celtic lands, the two festivals of Roman origin that they had were combined with traditional Celtic sound. Okay. So anyway, so there's a couple of different festivals the Romans had. Uh, The first one was called Feralia, and it was actually on February 21st and um, they, it commemorated the, the, dead, uh, the passing of their dead ancestors. This is what the Romans believe, right? Romans were, were instructed to bring offerings to the tombs of their dead ancestors, which consisted of at least an arrangement of wreaths and a sprinkling of grain and a bit of salt, bread soaked in wine, and violets scattered all about. Additional offerings were permitted, but usually the dead were appeased by, by just those things that I mentioned there. Um there's a, a writer named Ovid who tells of a time when Romans, in the midst of a war, neglected Feralia, which prompted the spirits of the departed to rise from their graves in anger, howling and roaming the streets. And after this event the tribute to the tombs were then made and all the ghosts went back to bed and everything was fine. So if you're gonna if you're gonna celebrate Feralia, make sure that you uh, are on time and and bring the gifts that they want, right? Uh, the second day that they, um, the Roman holiday that uh, falls in in similitude of these is c- called Pomona. And the Roman goddess, uh, she was the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. She was associated with abundance, harvest and fruit, especially apples and nuts. No jokes about nuts out of you, Terry. <laughs> Her husband was the god. I don't know what
2: you're talking about. <laughs>
0: Um, her husband was the god Vertumnus, and he was associated with this with the uh, the season of the change of or the, associated with the change of the seasons. So between those two, you had the harvest uh, queen and then the guy who changes the seasons. And, and
3: yeah, go ahead. I was going to say no um, because her symbol was the apple. It's rumored that uh, that's the origin of bobbing for apples on Halloween. Some of that, yeah.
0: There's also a Pomona breed of apple, I believe. Um, the Festival of Pomona was held around November 1st and it's likely that during the festival the Romans thanked the gods of water and fire for not destroying their crops and their offering and then uh, gave offerings of nuts and apples. Um, It's been suggested that due to centuries of Romans and and Celts living side by side in the areas of uh, that are now England, Wales and France the aspects of the Festival of Pomona kind of influenced a lot of the Celtic Samhain celebrations and led to the formation of the modern Halloween. Uh, but there's actually more. Um, but it, it does have that in my notes there. It does say many for- many Halloween fortune-telling traditions involve nuts and apples. I have one. You have nuts?
4: Uh, no. She has apples. You I have apples. Have an, you, have a, you have a nut?
0: <laughs> <laughs> How you like them apples? How you like them apples? <laughs> um, but... Uh, you know, apple ciders strongly associate with Halloween in North America, and then apple bobbing. Well, what, do, what do you have, Alisa? All right, Alisa. <laughs> I have a game. Tell, on... tell me about your nuts.
4: <laughs> <laughs> bobbing for apples. For apples. <laughs> okay, so a pop, a popular g- game or fortune telling game on All Hallows' Eve would be bobbing for apples. The apples would be selected to represent all of women's suitors, and the guys, or the apples. She ended up. Biting into it supposedly represent her future husband. In fact, Halloween previously <laughs> posed a huge matchmaking opportunity for young, young women in the 19th century.
3: Yep. But well, uh, <laughs> hold on a sec. So there's a barrel full of apples. The The gal sticks her face in there and grabs one out. And that's supposed to represent a single suitor. Yes. But how do you know which one? So
2: if it's
4: a small, tiny apple.
2: <laughs> that was a cat. <laughs> that was Gizmo. That was Gizmo. I don't know. Was there a name written on the apple? I don't think
3: so. Because then that means you'd have to write, like write all of How the town's eligible bachelors, bachelor's <laughs> in the- I
2: don't know. I don't know.
4: <laughs> and it's supposed to like tell their future. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. How do you know? Who who goes to who?
0: Would you like to know? Do you know? Tell away. I do. Tell you away. I don't do. Tell you away. guys have no idea what notes I have. <laughs> well- Tell us, Yes, we, we will. I'll get to it later. I'm stealing everybody about, else's
4: notes. So. When we talk
0: about more, more <laughs> modern things. I'm going through history here. Come on. All right. We'll get to that. I will tell you about bobbing frapples and fortune telling and the magical world of dating.
4: We are ready for it. Okay.
0: <laughs> Teach us, Mr. Mike. But um, the third festival, Roman festival, was called La Maria. It was on May 13th, and it was a, fe- a feast uh, where the Romans performed rites to exercise the malevolent and fearful ghosts of the dead from their home. So this is a feast where they actually are trying to get rid of all the spirits. Um, the unwholesome specters of the restless dead, uh, or they call them lemures, or larvae, um, they were given offerings of beans. Um, in those days, you know, Vestals, which were like virgins, would actually prepare a salsa made out of the beans, uh, some salted flour cakes, I made out of the first uh, ears of weed a season. I don't like boring you guys. That
4: sounds terrible. No. No, no just listen Sulted flower cakes? Yeah.
0: And beans. Like, you basically just... Do so, so you want to know how, this, how they did it? Yes. Okay, so they basically... At this festival, they would uh, appease or expel these spirits by walking barefoot and throwing black beans over the shoulder at night. <laughs> what? And it was the head of the household that was responsible for getting up at midnight and walking around the house with bare feet... Throwing out the black beans and repeating the incantation, I send these with these beans, I redeem me and mine. Nine times. Nine times.
4: That's a lot of sweeping up. Nine I'm, I'm hearing, times. I'm hearing Ed
0: Rooney going, Nine times. Nine times. times. <laughs> uh, the household would then clash bronze pots, bronze pots while repeating, Ghosts of my fathers and ancestors be gone. Nine times, <laughs> which is just exactly how we do it when we do house cleansings today. Uh, we throw beans around barefoot and then we walk around Backwards. banging pots and telling them to go away.
2: Can they be canned
0: beans? Nine times. <laughs> just throw them on the can. No, um, as long as, it as long as,
2: if we dent your wall, we're not held responsible for fixing as, it. As,
0: as long as they're black beans, it doesn't matter. Whether they're, whether they're canned or solid. I was Cooked. Cooked, whatever.
2: Can they be digested?
4: <laughs> Ew! Ew. No,
0: that's how you expel the living.
4: That's called crop dusting, and then you just <laughs> go around.
0: So that's how they did it in the old days. Okay, so they have three different festivals, and then you get the Celts with their salad. And now there's coming uh, into you know a little bit more recent times, you know, a lot more modern times. On May thirteenth of six
4: hundred and nine A.D., you know, that's modern times? times. We're getting yeah. wow. <laughs> um,
0: Pope, I feel like that
4: was yesterday.
0: Yeah, right. I, I remember this when I was a kid. I saw this on TV. <laughs> um, Pope Boniface the Fourth, or maybe it's Bonifaci. I don't know. The Fourth dedicated the Pantheon in Rome in honor of all Christian martyrs, and the Catholic feast of All Martyrs' Day was established in the Western Church. And then Pope Gregory Third later expanded the festival to include all saints as well as all martyrs and moved the observance from May 13th to November 1st. So All Souls Day was actually celebrated similarly to Samhain with big bonfires, parades, dressing up in costumes as saints, as angels and of devils. Uh, the All Saints Day celebration was also called All Hallows or All Hallamas, and then... All Halloween, and anyway, it all became all Halloween, and uh, yeah. So you guys are want to come to a little more? Modern. Let's go modern. Let's go to fifteen. No, just kidding. Let's go. <laughs> to-
2: <laughs> well, okay. So at the end of the Sawan, you were saying how they were saying that the veil was very thin between death Correct. and life, right? Which yep. is kind of what Josh has for Day of the Dead, right? Right. Yep.
0: Let's talk about that one. Whoa! Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> Let's talk about that
0: one. Let's talk about love. So,
3: uh, Dia de los Muertos, uh, or Day of the Dead, it's a two-day festival. It starts November first, which would be All Saints Day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, while traditionally celebrated in Latin cultures, it's increasingly becoming more popular in the U.S.
2: Oh, Coco really helped that. It oh, Sure it did. did. That <laughs> was <laughs> such a long, cute movie. Yeah. Such a good yeah. movie. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it. We, you we, haven't seen Coco? We, we no. watched the first two you... minutes. Do I need to let you guys borrow it?
3: No, we can get it on Disney+. Okay. Plus.
2: Yeah, Disney+. Plus.
3: Uh, Dia de los Muertos uh, celebrates the lives of the deceased with food, drink, parties, and activities the dead enjoyed in life. It recognizes death as a natural part of the human experience, a continuum with birth, childhood, and growing up to become a, a con- contributing member of the community. Uh, the roots of the... The roots of the Day of the Dead go back some 3,000 years to rituals honoring the dead in the pre-Columbian Mesoamerica. Uh, the Aztecs and other Nahua people living in what is now Mexico held uh, a cyclical view of the universe and saw death as an integral, ever-present part of life. So upon dying, a person was believed to travel to the land of the dead. Only after getting through nine...
0: Nine times. <laughs> Nine
3: challenging levels. A journey of several years. Could the person's soul finally reach uh, Miklon the final resting place?
0: Wait, how many cats not, how many lives do cats have? Nine. 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 There's something special about nines. Can yeah, you just I'm... flip
2: them upside down? They're six. it's fine. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that, you know what? You're
0: out my mind. That's exactly what I...
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, <laughs> so if
0: you, if, never mind.
3: So in uh, Nahuan. Uh, Nahua rituals honoring the dead traditionally held in August, family members provided food, water, and tools to aid the deceased in this difficult journey. Uh, this inspired the contemporary Day of the Dead practice in which people leave food or other offerings on the loved ones graves or set them out on makeshift altars uh called ofrendas, ofrendas. Really bad with Spanish. Uh in their homes. So, on the Day of the Dead, it's believed that the border between the spirit world and the real world dissolve. So, this kind of follows the same piece, right? Because we're talking about a two-day festival, November 1st and November 2nd, as the the, the veil is considered to be the thinnest. Yeah.
0: Um, so, like, this is ghost hunting season right now. Yeah. Yeah.
3: During this brief period, the souls of the dead awaken and return to the living world to feast, drink, dance, and play music with their loved ones. In turn, the living family members treat the deceased as honored guests in their celebrations and leave the deceased's favorite foods and other offerings at the gravesites or offerendas built in their homes. So, And the offerendas can be decorated with candles, uh, bright marigolds, and rock combs
0: alongside food like stacks of tortillas and fruit. And you'll see this, it's like those little shrines that people put up in their in their house. It's just yeah. like in the corner. They the got framed
2: pictures of their dead ones around yeah. yeah. it. It's just yeah. so cool. It's cool. It's oh. way cool.
3: Yeah. And what I think is awesome about the the celebration in itself is that it's really talking about celebrating your heritage, celebrating the family members that have that have passed on before us and just kind of giving a solid remembrance to them. Yeah. Uh, you know? Which is, you know, actually kind of enlightening and, and like comforting.
0: So I, I like that we can learn from our ancestors and, and looked back to them because they, they lived so much and they did so much so that we could be here. It's so like my ancestors that came here so that I could you know, be blessed to live a life I have. And so I think that's it's good. only fitting to honor them. We're going to start doing this at home, babe. Clear, okay. o- clear off the piano. We're making a shrine.
2: Mm, we'll just do it in the China Hut.
0: And we'll just draw pictures for all the people we don't have, we have, we don't have photos of. It's gonna be awesome. A
2: bunch of stick
4: figures hanging up in there. <laughs> yeah. then, Get out the crayons, and, and then
0: yeah. we'll, and then we'll light them on fire on All Saints Day. Whoa, Well, we gotta have a bonfire.
1: Not in your house. Oh, yeah. no, no.
5: okay.
0: No, I'm just teasing. Sorry, Mary. Um, so so that's uh, the Dia de los Muertos, uh, and uh, like I like we said, it's pretty interesting just how it's the same. A lot of similarities. A lot of similarities lot. to the other cultures. So let's, let's fast forward. How about Halloween comes to America? Um, the celebration of Halloween was extremely limited in uh, colonial New England because of the rigid Protestant belief system there. But if you moved further south, uh, it was a lot more common down in Maryland and the southern colonies. Uh, they tended to be a little bit more... Uh, Catholic? Open-minded? <laughs> Probably Catholic. Uh, as the beliefs and customs of the different European ethnic groups um, and the American Indians meshed... Um, a distinctly American version of Halloween began to emerge, different from all those other countries.
2: Well, part of it was because some of the Irish and the Scottish came here during the potato famine, which mm-hmm. brought some of those traditions to America, which started some of the Halloween stuff here. Right, right.
0: Yep. Um, I, had a, I had a coworker once that tried to tell me that the Native Americans were the ones who influenced the Scottish to wear kilts, and I was like, you're no. not <laughs> right.
3: <laughs>
0: That's because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. But no, so the the first celebrations that they had as this kind of meshed culture, they included play parties, uh, which were public events held to celebrate the harvest. Uh, The neighbors would share stories about the dead. They would tell each other's fortunes. They would dance. They would sing.
4: That sounds so fun.
0: Right? Right? We're going to do that in in a couple weeks anyway, right? Or tomorrow, because it's going to be Halloween tomorrow. Um, colonial Halloween activities also featured a telling of ghost stories and mischief-making of all kinds. Um, But by the middle of the 19th century, so this is back in the 1800s now, um, the annual autumn festivities were common, but Halloween was not yet celebrated everywhere in the country. It was still evil and dark. Uh, But in the second half of the 19th century, uh, so we're talking late 1800s, America was flooded with new immigrants. Like Terry said, the potato famines, the, uh, the Scots, there was a mass migration to the Americas. And um, with these immigrants, especially the Irish, fleeing the potato famine, that helped to popularize Halloween celebrations that we have now today. So stuff like trick-or-treating. So the custom of,
3: of trick-or-treating is thought to have, or, uh, have Irish origins, uh, possibly from the practice going door-to-door to collect money and cake, or other customs begging for soul cakes or offerings for one's one's dead relatives, a failure to supply a treat would result in a practical joke.
2: Yeah, they were it was going souling because they were going for soul cakes.
3: What is a soul cake?
0: So yeah. soul cakes were a little, um, they were little flour cakes, but they would actually put like little raisins in them, like a biscuit. Yeah, like a biscuit. Mm-hmm. It was like a cookie. You know, in, in England uh, they they call biscuits cookies. cookies. Yeah, it's essentially think of it like going around for like little puffy cookies and the, the children would go around and they'd go to her door and they would knock on the door and like, we'd like to, to, to honor your, your, the souls of your dead. Mm-hmm. Give us some cookies and we'll pray for them. <laughs> and if you didn't give them cookies, then I sure hope you didn't have any yard decorations out because they're going <laughs> to trash your yard. Yeah. And that was, that was the thing is like
3: some of the tricks that they would play, like you would think that that was something like associated today but like they include like tipping over outhouses, opening yeah. farmer's gates, egging houses.
2: Yeah, they like to let all their animals out of the gates. So mm-hmm. like,
3: you know, I thought egging was more of a modern day.
2: Oh no. Thing,
3: but we're talking, yeah, 1800s egging houses. Mhm. And then tipping over outhouses,
0: which is just gross.
4: And it's not like you have hoses to like squirt that stuff off,
1: no.
0: right? you know? No.
1: No, back then you oh. didn't you can't hose down.
0: No, you just got a one. You know. Yeah. Almost went somewhere else.
1: Just walk it off.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you basically, especially around the Halloween time or All Saints Day or All Souls Day, just get your soul cakes all lined up. Make sure you don't run out of cookies and appease the teenagers.
3: Could you imagine you gave a raisin cookie to kids today? Ew. They would look at you and they would egg your
0: house <laughs> anyway. <gosh>, just <laughs> give them I used, a
2: box of like,
4: raisins. I used, I
0: used to get those and I used to eat them. I used to love the raisins, yeah. But no, no,
4: I traded those. No, I was like, okay, I'll give you my raisins for chocolate. Anything, <laughs> anything I <take> else? Anything <laughs> other <a> raisins?
3: Laffy <laughs> taffies? What about raisinettes? Chocolate. I love, and raisins. actually, I, love, I raisinettes. love raisinettes. Me too.
1: What about a
0: tube of toothpaste? Mini tube. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Terry's neighbor is a dentist. They <laughs> give a up, toothbrush a toothpaste. They give toothbrush mm-hmm. toothpaste. Mm-hmm. And, and and yet nobody ever egged their house or burnt it down. I surprised.
1: Burnt it down? <laughs> That's a bit extreme, but yeah, yeah okay.
0: Well, they Cutting up floss. No, they did much worse. We're, we'll get into this. This is this is nuts. That how violent and destructive things actually got. Um, now, just kind of going back with these ancient traditions, um, the practice. So, because of that practice, it became trick or treat. That's where that came from. Is Either you give us a treat or we're gonna play tricks on you, and they weren't really nice tricks. so um, but young women also believed that on Halloween that they could divine the name or the appearance of their future husband by doing tricks with yarn, apple pairings, or mirrors. Mm. So I think we've kind of lost that. How do you do tricks with yarn? I'm thinking like yo-yo tricks, but it's like I don't know what. You, like you tie a knot and then go, Jing and the knot just disappears, and then all <laughs> of a sudden the name of are I don't know how this works. Yeah, um, not a clue. But yeah, that's what they say. Um, in the late 1800s, there was a move uh, to America to mold Halloween into a holiday more about um, community and neighborly get-togethers rather than about ghosts, pranks, and witchcraft. And at the turn of the century, uh, Halloween parties for both children and adults became the most common way to celebrate the day. Um, the parties focused on games, food, of the, you know foods of the season, so your fall harvest type stuff and then festive costumes that weren't like animal heads and and skins. Um, parents were encouraged by newspapers and the community leaders to take anything frightening or grotesque out of Halloween celebrations. And because of these efforts, Halloween lost most of its superstitious and religious overtones by the beginning of the 20th century.
3: You know, you know, it's funny because you mentioned the whole mirror thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that scrying of the mirror. Mm-hmm really turned into bloody mary Mm
0: -hmm. but it's witchcraft though
3: right but at first but at first it was i'm gonna divine my husband by scrying in this mirror with candles and then (laughs) it turns
0: into a sleepover game yeah and then it became something really dark and scary yeah and then we watch harry potter where they stick their face in the you know and then now it's cool again
3: that's right of
0: course, it's witchcraft still, so, because it's Harry Potter. But.
3: but you have to pull a white thing out of your head first
0: before you can scry. you got to pull a white thing out of your head? The memory. The you memory. Pull, oh. pull you got the to pull memory, memory out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put That's it into true. the bowl. That's true. Yep. yep. Um, but honestly, trick-or-treating actually has ancient precedent. Uh, the candy part didn't come about until much later.
2: Well, and there was actually a part after the Great Depression that trick-or-treating for candy really didn't even happen, because there was the sugar... Um, shortage, shortage, and rationing, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So, trick or treating actually stopped during the de- Great Depression, and then was brought back later.
0: Right. Um, throughout medieval Europe, um, there was uh, people called mummers, and they would dress in disguises and they would visit neighborhoods while dancing and playing music and doing tricks on the popular feast days. And they would do the same things. You know, they would uh, tell fortunes, and then they would also um, go door to door asking for treats and stuff. But that was a, a song that just comes to my head all the time when I think of that. called The Mummer's Dance by uh, Enya, I believe. Anyway, but um, Time Time Magazine uh, reported that Scottish, and Irish, that, that Scottish and Irish immigrants brought the souling to the States in the 1800s. Um, Modern-day trick-or-treating didn't catch on till the 1920s. Uh, the practice was actually pretty controversial in the 1950s, though um according to uh, the american journal of plays um gangsters pranksters and the invention of trick or treating um many adults raised stern objections to trick or treating over the decades um it was a, it was viewed as a form of extortion which it is yeah you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah give you me know. candy or i'm going to kill you i'm going to kill your yard i'm going to i
3: want to tip over your
0: outhouse going to steal your car <laughs> I'm gonna put a flaming bag of dog poop on your porch. <laughs> you're gonna get egg. You're gonna to get toilet paper. Yeah. So, um, so that was up into the 50s, and then that's where Terry said, uh, "Um, candy came into the, into the play."
3: Let me interject real quick. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. It didn't. It didn't get started until a- until after World War II, or until World War II, right? But the American kids were known to go out on Thanksgiving itself. And ask for food.
2: Yeah, some people say trick or treating started because of Thanksgiving. Yeah, going and, around and asking, "Do you have any extra?"
3: Yeah, and it was Thanksgiving mm-hmm. begging,
2: mm-hmm.
3: which huh. would make sense, right? Because that the during World War II was a great depression.
2: Yeah, and, and people have these great big huge feasts and then have leftovers.
3: Yeah, and those who don't have any food, mm-hmm. they go door to door to get it.
0: And that, and so, yeah, and so we talked about the, the parties, right? They're, they made a big move for the um, community part of things. Bring, let's bring parties. Let's bring all the kids in. It's going to limit the vandalism because if the kids all have somewhere to go, I mean, that's like what the whole YMCA thing was, right? Yeah, if they have somewhere to go after school, then they will be productive young citizens, and and you can get a good meal, and you get a good meal. Yes, <laughs> thank you, village people. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, so by then through the 1920s and 30s, Halloween became all about the parties. And it did a really good job of actually, like I said, cutting out the the vandalism. It, it became much, much more
2: commercialized by that point.
0: It did. It did. Uh, by the 1950s, the town leaders had successfully limited the vandalism, and Halloween evolved into a holiday directed mainly at the young. Uh, Due to the high numbers of young children during the 50s, the baby boom, parties moved from town civic centers into the classrooms and into homes where they could be more easily accommodated.
2: Which is crazy to think about because, like, how many of us have parents that were born in the 1950s, which is around when Halloween really started becoming what we know as Halloween now? That's not that long Mm -hmm. ago.
0: I think all of us.
2: Yeah. That's really not that long ago.
0: No. No. So, yeah, so in the 50s, trick or treating actually became kind of back into the mainstream. It had been that old soul cakes thing. Thank soldiers. you, Boomer. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> They're okay. Um, and it became an inexpensive way for an entire community to share in the Halloween celebration. You didn't have to go to somebody's house to have a party. You just let the kids come to you, you give them some candy. They weren't even of a mind to be vandal, you know, mischievous. And they just ran around with cool little costumes and collect candy, go home and. Go ahead, get hyper, you know. Um, so that's where the American tradition was was born and it's continued to grow. Uh, today, Americans spend an estimated $6 billion annually on Halloween, uh, which makes it the country's second largest commercial holiday. Behind Christmas? Behind Christmas, yep. yep.
1: One billion of that being spent in this house on
0: Halloween candy. One, yes, one, one billion. Oh
2: my gosh, we spend so much money on Halloween candy. Yeah.
0: So, uh, speaking of commercial success, uh, scary Halloween movies have had a long history of being box office hits. So, uh, movies like Halloween, Halloween, right? Which actually was the first one. Didn't that start in the 70s? It did, yeah. It actually uh, started in 1978. Uh, The, The year most of us were born. I'm the old fart. I was already alive at that point.
4: Nope, I was not We're not even going to talk
2: about when Elisa was born.
0: <laughs> Elisa We're was
2: skip right past
4: just that. A,
0: a gleam in her father's She's eye. a baby. <laughs> but in uh, Halloween, the movie, a young uh, boy named Michael Myers murders his 17-year-old sister and is committed to jail only to escape as a teen on Halloween night and seek out his old home and a new target. Uh, so considered a classic horror film down to its spooky soundtrack, uh, which is amazing. Uh, it has inspired 11 other films in the franchise and other one slas- that came out today. And other slasher, yeah, that's why it did come out. There
2: was one that came out today.
0: On uh, the day that we're recording, or was this. it yesterday? I'm not sure. It uh, came yesterday. out this weekend. Yesterday. Uh, anyway, so it, it also inspired other slasher films like Scream, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th as well as the more family-friendly Halloween movies like Hocus Pocus, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh,
4: love those ones. Those two are my favorite. Beetlejuice,
0: Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, and The Great (laughs) Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Love that one. Um, But um, it it took a whole... I mean, everything had been mellowed out, right? And then all of a sudden, these movies come out, and it all goes back to... um, ignites a whole new genre of adult uh, parties and scary stuff and the horrors of things that all of our parents generations try to get rid of
3: <laughs> well yeah I mean think about it right like how many uh like haunted houses now are out right there's so many of them and they've gotten and they've taken everything like i remember growing up and they were like really cheesy mm-hmm. right and now they're getting to you know hyper realistic environments
0: oh yeah it's it's like the touching and like you can be locked inside a a freezer, you pay more money for this obviously, you know you go yeah. into places and they'll, they'll they'll do things to you.
3: Yeah, I saw them forty nine. Well, they they like they'll kidnap people and then like chain them to a to a table for two
0: hours.
1: You have to sign like a little oh, yeah. sign right. a waiver sign a yeah. waiver yeah.
0: but and people line up to do this crap. No thanks. Yeah, exactly. It's so like, you just want You want me to lock you in my trunk, I could go do that now. <laughs> right? And you, you can don't pay even, me for that. i do You don't it. even have to pay. Yeah. <laughs> if you're obnoxious enough, yeah, I'll just lock you in the trunk.
2: Here, sign this waiver. <laughs> yeah. Let me do it for you. And free. then pay me money. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's a deposit
4: box inside. <laughs> Tip jar.
0: <laughs> so uh, going back to some of the, uh, the other traditions, uh, dressing up um, for, well, first of all, I just wanted to mention, so Halloween, right? Do you guys know where that mask came from? Yes. Tell us, Josh.
3: That was a uh, Captain Kirk mask turned inside out. No,
0: it actually wasn't turned inside out. Oh, I heard it was turned inside out. They did I've a, heard that, but they uh, didn't. Yeah,
2: they did a mold of it.
0: So, yeah, but no, it was, a, yeah, Captain Kirk. It was James, William Shatner. It's William Shatner's face. It's William Shatner's face. And then they, face. they painted it white, and then they um, cut the eye holes just a little bit bigger.
3: <laughs> so the man who just went into space at the age of 90. Yep was the face of a horror franchise yep yeah how many people have
0: died because of that (laughs) i don't know (laughs) too many people in the movies lots yeah um let's see when he was just captain kirk you know he just beat up a lot of people yeah i don't think anybody died No. it wasn't much of a trekkie, i don't know spock did but did he (laughs) but then he came back he turned out he's actually alive (laughs) On Halloween, when it was believed that ghosts came back to the earthly world, people thought that uh, they would encounter ghosts if they left their homes. So to avoid being recognized by the ghosts, people would wear masks when they left their homes after dark so that the ghosts would mistake them for fellow spirits. And so that's why I, when I leave the house on Halloween, always wear a sheet (laughs) so they think that I'm a ghost.
4: Oh, man. The masks we used to wear when we were kids, those big plastic oh, they were things you could barely breathe through mm-hmm. and see anything. It's like, hey, kids, let's go run from door to door. But you can barely see out of these things.
0: Well, and uh, the other funny thing is with like the, the costumes, right? They used to be like most of them were made of paper, like in the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. They were made of paper, which obviously is a fire hazard if you're around candles or bonfires. Sort of things, bonfires. <laughs> And so, in the seventies, they moved to something much safer, plastic. Yes, which is also highly flammable and just melts. The <laughs>
2: and now, like masks are banned everywhere. <laughs> right? right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's uh, like
3: we've gone such an like Halloween has gone in this weird like circle with costumes.
0: It is. It is kind of weird. Um, some parties, things are welcome, mm-hmm. but I mean, like right now, I'm just on the the table here next to my laptop. I have uh, stuff for a church party that I'm that I was. Helping the promote Anyway, yeah, the rules. No masks. No <laughs>
4: Well now it's starting to get to a point like with my kids' school, they sent out like a flyer basically saying that if it has if it's about another culture or if it will, you know, offend another culture, you can't wear that either. Or like a religious group. Oh yeah. yeah so like if you want to be a nun, nope. Yep.
0: So that's what we call cancel culture. Yeah. It's crazy. Because it might offend somebody, like the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you offended the dead, then what? So I want
3: to go back just a handful of years, uh, because uh there's a movie that Jamie and I have watched uh and uh they have an interesting Halloween tradition. Um I think it was I don't think it's my fair lady. I've no, there's no Halloween in my no, 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 lady. No, no, no. Um, hold on.
1: You mean St. Louis?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because what do they do when they go out in that? That would, That's well, that was crazy.
1: neighborhood kids dress up. They go and throw a bunch of old like wood and furniture and he, do a huge bonfire. And then they have bags of flour. And they have to go to like someone's house that they believe is like an evil person or... A Just demon, a or, old dude. or a cranky old man, or whatever, and they have to knock on their door. And when the person opens the door, they have to say, "I hate you," and then their name, and then throw the flower in their face.
4: Well, oh. that sounds nice. That's yeah. rude. That's what I want a flower. <laughs> way <laughs> to love your neighbor,
2: right? right? You don't get candy for me.
3: <laughs> but that was, <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm assuming. I mean, this is Hollywood eyes in that sense, right? But I'm assuming that is a tradition that they actually did back in. Uh, that was the early teens, right?
1: Uh, you know, I'm not really sure. It was before
3: cars, so it been late yeah. 18s, maybe early 19s. It was in the 1900s, yeah. yeah, 1900s, really early 1900s. So, yeah, just interesting in that avenue, right? It's like i going to go out. 1930s. All the kid and all the kids would do, like the parents wouldn't go out. The kids would be the ones that go out. They sort of bonfire in the middle of the street and they dress God. up and they, you know, flower everybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then you look like a ghost because you're walking around right,
3: on yeah white. but it's just interesting how like because we talk about you know the stuff like community wise and, and you know it's still moving further and further that direction where most now in, in a lot of places they don't kids don't go out trick-or-treating anymore it's all the trunk or treat. it's oh, the I community the center mm-hmm. and that's yeah. it i like, hate them they just Oh, it just stops. Yeah.
4: I'm on these Facebook groups and these moms are asking, okay, what neighborhoods are actually doing trick-or-treating instead of these trunk-or-treats? I'm like, that's terrible. We grew up... Okay, so yeah, I was born in the mid-80s. You It work right? for it, right? Yeah. And it yeah. was like, we had pillowcases. We didn't... Oh, yeah. Not these small crap little bags. Little bags. I had my entire pillowcase and I would go out all night long. My parents yeah. were like, okay,
2: see you later. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. Well, this is the whole
2: reason why we took our daughter trick or treat. Would you let
0: your boys go out trick or treat by themselves until mm-hmm. like? I mean, you're This no. is what twelve. Yeah. Would no. You, would you let them go? See, you now you wouldn't go out anywhere without them. Yeah, like, I wouldn't goal. go without them because we grew up in a different time. I know we yeah. grew up
4: in the best time.
0: Right. We did.
4: Yeah. It was awesome. And the eighties were
3: awesome. There was a, there was a couple of Halloween's where like we would fill up the pillowcase and then go back and, and fill did. it, and dump oh, totally. it, and then keep yeah. filling it.
4: So, these kids came to my door and they, I'm like, hey, so what are you guys going to be for Halloween? They're like, oh, we're not going trick or treating. They're 12. Like, we're not going trick or treating. I'm like, well, why not? Well, we always have leftover candy anyway. So that way we don't actually have to exercise and we just get candy anyway. Ugh, I'm like, what the heck? That's you sad. guys, oh, you are missing out. That is so sad.
0: So, if you ever meet a devil on a darkened road, don't try to trick him into climbing a tree. What? You heard me. If <laughs> you ever meet the devil on a darkened road, don't try to trick him into climbing a tree. Um, you the, challenge into a these fiddle days, fiddle. you challenge him to a fiddle contest. Yeah, I was gonna say you challenge him <laughs> to a fiddle contest. <laughs> so otherwise, uh, you might end up like the Irish folk figure Jack O'Lantern. Uh, modern day um, intricately designed pumpkin cart- creations—they um, make for impressive decorations. But back in the day, old the folks in Ireland actually dubbed their carved. Um, fiery turnips, jack o' lanterns. Now they use turnips. You guys know what a turnip's like?
3: Yeah, they're only you know about the size of a baseball, softball. Yeah, they're, get they're big not one. big. No.
0: So to carve like a face and like stuff and then light up a turnip, that's just pretty darn impressive. because <laughs> yeah, right? because pumpkins are big and they're like, hollow. hollow and easier to carve out. Um, but uh, yeah, they they would uh, carve um, turnips. And it all became about because of one night a conniving local drunkard named Jack trapped the Prince of Darkness in a tree by hacking the sign of the cross into the bark. And in exchange for letting Satan climb down, Jack had him vow to never claim his soul. So Jack proceeded to act like a jerk in an a-hole all his life. Uh, when he died, he sure as heck was not allowed in heaven because of his, his behavior. So he tried to return t- uh, to his old pal, the devil. But Satan upheld his end of the deal, um, saying, I'm not taking you. And he hurled a piece of coal from hell at the dead man for good measure. Go away. I don't want you. I'm not, you know, I'm not breaking my deal. So left without anywhere to go, Jack placed the blazing coal into a turnip to use as a lantern. And the dead man then set out, doomed to wander until he can find an eternal resting place.
4: Mm, yeah, I've never mm. heard that story. That's cool.
0: I have not either. It's an Irish legend.
2: <laughs> I would never carve a turnip.
0: No.
1: <laughs> I don't have the talent or the patience. Oh, my gosh. I love I carving pumpkins. I don't don't get me wrong. I have done
2: some amazing, amazing pumpkins. But I would never carve a turnip.
0: <laughs> we should, you should share some of them, maybe.
2: My pumpkins? Some yeah. Of the, some of the
0: good ones. That'd be cool. She's actually out. really
3: good.
2: I'd love I need to, to figure see out some. what I'm going to do this year.
3: Um, but when did the turnip get replaced with a pumpkin? Like, well, it, It's in, been, right? But well, when?
0: So in, you're coming to America... Um, turnips aren't quite as a, a popular thing where pumpkins are, you know, very common, especially in the fall and they're much easier to carve. And so people started doing the pumpkins instead of doing turnips. Now, if you want to do a turnip, you can. I saw somebody it's use like like a trying to car- <laughs> It's like trying to carve a potato essentially. Cause, cause turnips are essentially like a potato. Similar. You know, when you have neeps and neeps and tatties, one of my favorite Scottish, uh, it's like mashed potatoes, essentially. Slightly different, but you know,
1: pretty close. You could carve a pineapple.
0: Yes. Or a, watermelon. Could, a watermelon. Watermelon. Yeah,
2: watermelons. Watermelons really cool because you have the different layers. You can do the green, the yeah. white, and the pink, so you can get some really cool is, stuff that with that the watermelons. Cool. So and it tastes way better.
3: Here's an interesting little stat for us: uh, the pumper, the pumper. <laughs> <laughs> the pumpkin producing states in the U.S. produce 1 billion pounds in 2006, with Illinois leading the country by producing 492 million pounds of pumpkins. So the pumpkin patches in California, Ohio, and Pennsylvania also provide at least 100 million pounds. The value of all pumpkins produced by major pumpkin producing states. Was $101 million.
0: Ooh, $101 million. That's a big, that's a bunch of money. That it is. is. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, in fact, uh, Terry's uh, parents live right next to a big, gigantic pumpkin patch. They do corn during.
2: Yeah, they, they do corn in the summertime, but it's not, their corn is a different field. The field right by us is their pumpkin patch every year, and there's always cars parked up and down my parents' street. Oh, everybody crazy. going to their pumpkin patch.
0: We're talking about their park. Cars are parking because we were just there before we came here. Mm-hmm. Probably a good 100, 150 yards away from their house, just where you you know go get your little wagon to go pick out a pumpkin.
3: Right. I mean, it's crazy. We we made the mistake of doing that once. We went to this pumpkin this pumpkin place in in Washington State. And we went out and picked pumpkins. This is when Azar, when our son was, I don't know, three, two, three, four, something really little, right? And we bought like four pumpkins. We thought this was the coolest thing. And then we realized it was $120. And we're oh, like, yeah. like, what the heck just happened?
4: Whoa.
3: <laughs> and so um, we just don't do it. It's as neat as it is. Like we don't, we still get pumpkins no, you and carve don't. them,
0: but we just go to the store and yeah. buy them. Yeah, you
2: don't buy pumpkins at pumpkin patches. <laughs> and even even
0: at the stores, it gets really expensive. If, you know, you get like a little tiny one, and it costs a lot of money, and it's hard to. So, just local tip: if you live in the Salt Lake area, go to Winco.
2: Winco. Winco. Okay, here's the here's the trick. Pumpkins. Here's the trick with Winco: you get the biggest pumpkin you can find because their scales only go up so high. So you will buy a pumpkin that. Weighs more than their scale will go, but they have to charge you the price as high as the scale goes. Oh,
3: awesome! Nice. <laughs> so so and, and they get
0: some huge ones. So
2: we've gotten home and weighed our pumpkin, and we've gotten probably ten pounds more than what their scale went.
3: Oh my gosh! Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, we just went to our local Smiths.
2: Oh, Smiths got good. Even Costco gets good pumpkins.
3: Yeah, but they they charged uh, six dollars a pumpkin. Yeah. Regardless of size, yeah. See, these are like fifty nine cents a pound, if I remember
0: right.
2: No, we've got them as low as like fifteen cents a pound sometimes. Yeah, yeah. That's
3: that's when you get the giant pumpkin when it's like fifteen cents a pound. Pumpkin patches, like a lot of the pumpkin patches, charge a dollar a pound.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
3: And it's like, well, that's great. There's a fifty pound pumpkin I just picked up, and that's fifty dollars. Like, I'm gonna roll that back.
0: (laughs) So when we do ours, it's like, so there's three of us in our family, and so we'll go pick out three big pumpkins. And then we'll sit there and there's like these giant boxes full of all the pumpkins. And we'll pull them all out. I mean, I will dig them out and line them oh, all yeah. up on the curb. I mean, we're going to spend 45 minutes here going through and finding But then we will the spend links.
2: six or seven hours carving our pumpkins. And we got to make sure they yeah. sit flat. And we got to make sure it has
0: a good the face. right
2: face or the side of the pumpkin we want to re-carve on. Because we know what we're carving before we buy the pumpkins. We need to make sure we have mm. a big it's, enough canvas to We're not just with. cutting <laughs> triangle eyes and a jagged
0: mouth. We're, we're, we're talking about like... Yeah. she has like ceramic tools that we yeah. use to scrape things. I've got some crazy like tools legit. that I use. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: see, yeah. I am much more of the uh, the triangle eyes and the, oh, the no, I am the crappy. I've yeah, spent so much. That's, that's phenomenal. I've spent so that was much. my
2: pumpkin I did last year.
3: That's
0: awesome.
2: That's amazing.
0: She's showing everybody. It's a you definitely s- need to post um, some of these anti-possession. It's the
2: anti-possession symbol from Supernatural that I carved yeah. in my and pumpkin. It's, and
0: it's, it's awesome. not carved. It's not cut at all. It's scraped. It's all scraped. See, like I think
3: the coolest show i've ever watched before this year was halloween wars and the 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 pumpkin carvers on that show were phenomenal oh
2: yeah i can't do them that like- i can't do that way but no, that's, but you need to post some of those cuz that's what Annika did last year on her pumpkin. That's good too. Yeah. <laughs>
3: okay,
0: that's beyond anything. I, 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 I didn't do one last year cuz I got I've no. gotten lazy. i Mike's like, done. I'm tired. I don't want to go home I and I hate
2: carving
4: pumpkins. I
0: right?
2: Yes.
4: I'm just going to get this up. I the pumpkin,
2: a pumpkin just before I get, get some cream. Here's Jeez. the thing. I will clean out and gut your pumpkins for you if that's the thing you oh. hate doing cuz I love that part.
0: She does like, a really good job. Uh, you
2: were invited over.
4: Because <laughs> my tactile she's, children will love you because they're sitting there trying not to throw up. They're like, as they're pulling I out the guts. <laughs> when
2: you have the right tools to clean those things out, I can have them cleaned so fast. Anyways.
0: Oh, yeah. Anyway, we've gone off a little bit of the rails over here on a sidetrack on pumpkins. but It's all Halloween. Let's, let's talk right. about some more here. So how about black cats and ghosts? Yes. I see a black cat right now. And I don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> it's sitting on you, <laughs> And there are ghosts in the room no, right now. No, but you
2: talk to them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I don't believe I'm talking to them. <laughs> so with black cats and ghosts, um, Halloween's always been a, a holiday filled with mystery, magic, and superstition. Um, yeah. It began as the, you know, like I said, as the, as the Celtic end of summer festival when everybody felt close to their, their deceased relatives and friends. And for friendly spirits, uh, they would uh, set places at the dinner table like they did with uh, Dia de los Muertos. Um, They would leave treats on the doorsteps and along the side of the road and would light candles to help loved ones find their ways back uh, to the spirit world. So they're here, like, okay, great. Here's a, follow the candles, it'll take you back away. Um, But today's Halloween ghosts are often depicted as more fearsome and malevolent. It's not just, you know, celebrating your dead ancestors it's not a um, Casper ghost. No, they're not Caspers. I love
3: Casper. Wendy um, is. But and yeah, um, I was saying we can blame we can blame Hollywood for that. We can't. Absolutely, we can
4: thank we,
2: Hollywood
4: and, for
3: that. And, and, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I go both
0: ways on that. Blame and thank. Um, but uh, you know our our customs and superstitions are scarier too. Uh, we avoid passing uh, crossing paths with black cats, unless you are Josh and Jamie. They're all about. We live with two of them. <laughs> they'll cross paths with those cats anytime.
1: They're
2: good luck. Well, see, I've and also heard that like cats. people who have black cats, their owners will keep them inside on Halloween for that purpose. Yeah. because oh, of the yeah the myth. I remember growing all cats up. and hearing that. Cause you have to had a black be really
4: cat. careful with cats on. Yeah, Halloween. we. Yeah. So my cat was pure white growing up, and we kept him inside because mm-hmm. people would try to steal him.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the, here's here's why. Okay, so we avoid crossing paths with black cats because we're afraid that they might bring us bad luck. Um, and the idea has its actually has its roots in the Middle Ages, when many people believed that witches avoided detection by turning themselves into black cats, like you know Mrs. McGonagall on Harry Potter. So she was a tabby. She wasn't really a black cat, but yeah, but she she evolved. She knew that if yeah. I'm a black cat, then they're going to know. So she changed to a tabby to be a little bit less conspicuous.
4: <laughs> Got it. That's why just facts. <laughs> it's just. A-
0: fact Harry Potter <laughs> it's a, lore it's a Dwight Schrute fact <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, but yeah so that's kind of where the, the cats comes from uh, we you know we try not to walk under ladders for the same reason you know a superstition might have come from the ancient Egyptians where they were believed that triangles were sacred um, it may also have to do with the fact that you know walking under a leaning ladder might be unsafe um, but especially around Halloween we try to avoid stuff we try to avoid breaking mirrors uh, people try to avoid stepping on cracks in the road or spilling salt, or I don't know. We have all kinds of weird superstitions around Halloween just because of mm-hmm. the fear of witches, I guess. <laughs> so
4: doesn't on this on the salt bottle, like on the container of salt, that it says to make a circle around yourself to protect yourself from witches. Doesn't it no, say no. it on the container? I've never seen that. I gotta go look. I saw on one of our like iodized salt, you know. I'll have to look at it. It had that on there.
2: Huh, interesting. Go
3: How long ago did you buy your salt? <laughs> <laughs>
4: and and it doesn't nose. go bad. So. <laughs> Came from my parents' food storage. So I'm oh, just kidding. <laughs> this salt
3: has been passed down from the pioneers that crossed the plains and, and immigrated to Utah. And it was passed
0: down to them. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Guys, it was just like Hocus Pocus, remember? Yep. Um,
0: but yeah, so, and then going back to some of the other things, uh, how about matchmaking and some of the lesser known rituals? So we talked about bobbing for apples. Yep. And we'll mm-hmm. talk a bit more about kind of the, why they did these. But a lot of these obsolete rituals that, you know, we, you know, that used to be focused on the future instead of the past. And it focused on the living instead of the dead. So, Um. Like I said, in particular, many had to do with helping young women identify their future husbands and reassuring them, them that someday, with luck, maybe by next Halloween, that they'd be married. Um, in 18th century Ireland, a matchmaking cook might bury a ring in her mashed potatoes on Halloween night, hoping to bring true love to the diner who found it.
1: Or choked uh, on it.
0: Or choked on it. <laughs> now it's a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was meant with love. Um, in Scotland, fortune teller is recommended that eligible young uh, that an eligible young woman uh, would name a hazelnut for each of her suitors. Those are like the guys that she's interested in, wearing. and then toss the nuts into a fireplace. I wouldn't recommend this now. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, the nut that burned to ashes rather than popping or exploding, as the story went, would represented the girl's future husband.
2: The poor guy. Well, right.
4: What, yeah. What I have is that people wrote messages on pieces of paper in milk, and then the notes were folded and placed into the walnut shells, and then the shells would be heated over a fire, causing the milk to brown just enough for the message to uh, mystically appear on the paper for the recipient.
0: It's like divination from Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Grim. <laughs> it's like no it's a man it says james i swear it's the grim um but the nut that burned ashes rather than popping was you know it was her future husband of course if it's burned to ashes then how do you know which one it was whose name he wrote on get to rem-
3: gets good get to remember
0: all right the one on the right was james <laughs> i promised it's like no it said marcus it's like no i didn't want marcus anyway. <laughs> Um, in some versions of this legend, the opposite was actually true. The nut that burned away symbolized love that would not last. Um, another tale uh, had it that if a young woman ate a sugary concoction made out of walnuts, hazelnuts, and nutmeg before bed on Halloween night, she would dream about her future husband.
1: I know what I'm eating before bed. Oh, wait. Sorry.
3: <laughs> and then they later replaced that with eggnog and they because would all... that would taste a heck of a lot better.
5: And they would all be sparkly vampires, like Edward
0: Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another one, uh, young women tossed apple peels over their shoulders, hoping that the peels would fall on the floor in the shape of their future husband's initials.
3: <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that, that oh took place boy. in the early, like they that, were desperate, man. <laughs> that was a, that was the seventeen eighteen hundreds. 1800s. This was before video games. So this is like colonial era
0: mm-hmm. United no. States. They also tried to learn about their futures by peering at egg yolks floating in a bowl of water. <laughs>
4: this is totally <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> and
0: stood in front of mirrors in darkened rooms. Oh. Mm, Bloody Mary. Holding, Bloody Mary. Holding candles and looking over their shoulders for their husband's faces. Creepy. Right? Yeah. So that that sounds
3: like you were actually standing backwards to the mirror, holding a candle and looking into the mirror over your shoulder. Yep.
0: Um, well, you'd stand there and you would look, uh, you'd, hold, you'd face the mirror, and you're holding the candle, so it's between you and the mirror, and then you're supposed to be looking... Kind of in the you. reflection over your shoulder, in oh, and, and that reflection oh. in the mirror, your the image of your future husband's face is supposed to appear,
1: or a stalker,
0: yeah, or a stalker, or Candyman, <laughs> or Bloody Mary. <laughs> Bloody Mary is the girl I love to <laughs> <laughs> um, Other rituals are more conf- were more competitive. Um, at some Halloween parties, the first guest to find a burr on a chestnut hunt would be the first one to marry. And at others, the first successful apple bobber would be the first one down the aisle. So not only were you looking at, like, who, but it was, like, the first one to get one. It's like catching the bouquet, right? Um, Of course, we're asking for romantic advice and trying to avoid, you know, seven years of bad luck. You know, each one of these superstitions, you know, relies on the goodwill of those same spirits that you're kind of trying to get those answers back from as far as who's going to be. So bobbing for apples. Um used to be much more than just a splashy party game. Um, Halloween has come to be mostly associated with the pumpkins, but apples, like we mentioned before, uh, were huge a huge part of uh, pump, of Halloween's history. Um, Bobbing for apples remains the, probably the most popular party game. And the reason is that, uh, like you said, it was considered a form of divination performed around Halloween according to NPR. And so that's right. People would dunk their heads in a vat of water and try to bite into a floating fruit to guess it, uh, into a quest to figure out their future spouse. Ladies would mark an apple, toss it into the tub, and thinking it, that they were destined to whoever pulled it out of the water. So they didn't really put a name on who it was supposed to be. So the ladies would mark an apple. So they would kind of make some way of identifying um, which apple was theirs. And then they would toss it into the tub, and then whichever guy... Pulled it out with his teeth. That's your guy.
3: But did you say that it's a still a popular game to <laughs> play? Say,
2: has anybody here actually bobbed for apples? I have. I have. Not since
3: childhood. Yeah, but it like, was
2: yeah when I
4: was I, a kid. I, did, I never I did have a
3: single word activity.
2: <laughs> I
4: never have.
3: See now, it, like everyone looks at it like, okay, you want me to put my face in in the water that you put your snot face in that water? It's Gross. It's
4: Only like, first. <laughs> I'm worried about the spit that the mouth that's right. touched that I mean, apple <laughs> that didn't okay. grab it. Well,
1: so they started tying them to strings now. Yeah.
3: Yep. I've no, those same. are
4: called donuts. I've seen the yeah, donuts. They do donuts the too, but I've seen <laughs> apples. I've seen that
3: too, but like it's not the same. Bobbing for apple. No,
1: it's not. No, it's well, not. It, it they a lot did more that effort. for a reason,
3: though. Yeah, because it's for percentage.
1: a couple of reasons. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. exactly. Well, COVID. You, you know what? Do you ever go
0: swimming? Yes. That pool is full of urine <laughs> because there. I put it there. No,
2: wait. The, the, the urine it turns blue. Remember? Yes. There's ma- a chemical like when you, run you run make up, a sissy. When you make a sissy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, people, I don't think. I mean, you look at how filthy water used to be, anyway. I mean, if you go back far enough, that's why they used oh, to. It drink was it. like brown. That's why they drank wine back at the time of Jesus, because water <laughs> would just give you, you diarrhea. Yeah, it wasn't it, that safe. <laughs> yes, so I don't think people used to be quite as concerned with things. They would share flasks, they'd share bottles. Now we're all germ conscious and afraid of the rona, and I don't know. Well,
3: exactly. That's why. That's why we're saying that. I don't think bobbing that's for why apples is myth. not. It's just not what it. What well, one is not what it used to be. And I don't think people do it anymore because even the whole string piece, right. If you're sitting there underneath an apple and you're like licking it for 20 minutes and then you like switch over and lick another one for five minutes and then you finally catch a different one, well, there's two apples hanging that you've licked on for a while. So
0: here's what I'm thinking, right? So it was a way that either the, the filthy people could actually bathe their faces because they didn't bathe, <laughs> they didn't bathe as much back in the older days, right? It, it's true. Or you could look at it the other way. It was safe because to come to the parties – they would actually clean themselves, so they were clean. It was okay. We either we way... Don't, either. We don't have immune systems now, because we're all worried about germs.
3: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. that's, why they, that's why they were hardier people.
4: And either they died way, at the age of 50. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. They were hardier folk, and they died at the age of 20.
0: <laughs> but they never got sick. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I'd like to hear Terry's, like, the different Halloween laws in different states. I would love to hear
2: that. In 2004, just, you know, in 2004, not long ago. No. Hollywood banned Silly String on Halloween. Hollywood. Hollywood. Oh, here goes Hollywood again. (laughs) Because Silly String causes more fights, the litter, trying to clean it up, it's hazardous for cars and policemen on foot. Have you ever stepped on Silly String? That stuff is slippery. Um... Uh so if you get caught using silly string um on Halloween, it's a thousand dollar fine.
5: Whoa. Wow. <laughs> this is California. Um
2: it caused over two hundred thousand dollars in damage in Hollywood every Halloween, so they decided to ban it. That's the reason two, why they
3: two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand dollars
2: in damage. Okay, the other thing is we found this out the hard way. Silly string dies clothing. So, um, oh. my niece on her wedding day, when she was leaving, they all oh, thought it'd be no. really funny to spray her with silly string as she was leaving. Cause you don't throw the rice and do stuff like that. Right. So and the silly string the that the got words. on her dress as we were peeling it off, it was like dyeing her dress. Oh no. The silly string was. And so fast forward to my next niece getting married and they had sprayed silly string all over in her car before she got in. I'm oh. like, do not sit on this silly string. So we were like cleaning her car out of all this silly string before she got in. So it wouldn't stain her dress.
0: Oh it's not so silly after all. Yeah.
2: So don't use silly string in Hollywood on Halloween. <laughs>
3: Sounds more like a trick than a treat. So then you use it on all Hall you use it on All Saints Day. Yeah. And, it's- and you're okay. <laughs> yes.
2: So then in Belleville, Missouri, the mayor of the town passed a law saying that only kids up to grade eight were allowed to go trick or treating because he felt that Halloween should only be for little kids. Oh um, lame. Unless you're a really tiny ninth grader, you could get away with it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, well, you know, my parents limited us. So when I turned 13, we, we did not go out anymore.
4: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I, th- I, think I that... went out till I was like 16, man. This, that was free candy. Started, <laughs> that's when we started going to parties.
3: Yeah, I think we stopped at – I think I stopped at 13. Uh-huh. And, and
0: my, my dad would actually get really stingy when, like, big teenagers came. When I was younger, he'd be like, no, you're too old for this. You know, and then it's just like, dad, don't turn away because I'll – Well, at this house. point
4: now, it's like – Everyone's like, "Hey, if you're in a costume, come on! Like, I don't care how old you are. If the kids are, if teenagers are out there trick or treating, fantastic! That means they're not doing no. Something I, stupid. That's I right. do that's right. require,
0: yeah, and that's a good point. I do kind of require that you do put on like some sort of a costume. I mean, don't just half-ass it. As
2: long as they're in a costume, I'll give them candy. I don't care. Don't wear a Brett Agreed. Favre Agreed. jersey. They get they're out of the house. They're Levi's doing something. I give the parents candy. Say I give. Their. Yep. Okay, and then, okay, so then in Wall Creek, California, in Wall Creek, California, you actually need a permit to wear a mask on Halloween. They created this law to try to prevent people from causing trouble. Um, Fast forward to COVID. (laughs) So the police come and they're like, so where's your permit? (laughs) In Dublin, Georgia. Not only are you not allowed to wear a mask on Halloween if you are older than 16, you also can't wear sunglasses or a hood or anything (laughs) else that might cover your face out in public.
0: Fast forward to COVID.
2: (laughs) (laughs) In Bathurst, um, Nebraska, Nebraska, Bathurst, Nebraska, you will be fined for trick or treating after 8 p.m. What? what?
4: <laughs> That's when it's just begun,
2: right? Like, you can blame some particularly rowdy teenagers for this rule, which came into effect after some teens were being a little too wild out late on Halloween.
4: What, like nine o'clock? I don't know.
2: <laughs> Rebels. <laughs> like,
4: I
3: mean, uh, after dark. I I get a curfew. I mean, I, like, I understand a curfew aspect of it. Oh, for sure. But like, it gets dark at seven, right? So, like. Guess what, kids? You get one hour of fun trick or No, I've seen
2: trick-or-treaters starting like at five o'clock. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That drives yeah. me crazy. So, Let's so, be yeah, honest. It's crazy. So, then in Delaware, um, trick-or-treating is illegal on Sundays, not oh. uh, Utah. Whoa. <laughs> um, they did this rule because they didn't want to disrupt people who celebrate the Sabbath on Sundays. It's a religious day. What they're Seventh-day
0: Adventists, and it's on Saturday. Or, or if they're Jewish, exactly.
2: Yeah. So if it falls on Sunday, like it does this year, kids are expected to go out on Saturday.
0: All right, I'm Christian and i cool, and I, I get it, and I celebrate on the you know the Sabbath on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to be uptight about it.
2: And then yeah. in France, okay, so there's you know okay, anyway. In France, you are banned from dressing up as clowns for Halloween. This happened in 2014 because what happened in 2014. Oh,
3: the whole clown thing. There was thing. the clown
2: craze where people mm-hmm. were dressing up as clowns and scaring it. and this mm-hmm. was even like not even during Halloween. And so for so yeah. France just completely banned clown costumes.
3: You know what stopped that whole thing?
2: Someone shot one, didn't they?
3: Yep. Yeah. There was a guy standing on the street corner dressed as a clown in South Bend. I think it was South Bend, Indiana. The guy shot him, killed him
1: uh-huh no one yeah. dressed
3: up as clowns anymore
1: yeah it all
2: stopped
3: <laughs> see
0: okay <laughs> so
2: no i was moving go.
0: no as i was say see we can solve a lot of the world's problems just by shooting the people that are causing <laughs> problems <laughs> <laughs> it's called natural sir it's called uh, what, natural selection yeah. <laughs> okay continue sorry
2: no that was insane do any of you guys ever check your kids halloween candy Yes.
3: yes.
0: Yes, for razor blades.
2: For razor blades, drugs, whatever anything.
3: <laughs> I always lick his candy first to make sure it's <laughs> not. There's about
2: always it. a mom tax, no, a dad I, tax. Right? That's what I check it for. <laughs> I
0: check it for the things that I want. <laughs>
2: see, I only check to see if like anything's been opened. Yep. I, yep. I mean but um part of the reason why that is so in New York in nineteen sixty four, a woman made bags of non treat stuff for teenagers who are trick-or-treating. In these non-treat bags there was still wool, doggy biscuits, and and arsenic-laced candy buttons. <laughs> Whoa. She was up front with the kids and told them that they were not treats and there was poison in them. And she actually had like the skull and crossbone and had poison written on the bags. Now the kids ate any of this, but since she was endangering children, she was still charged for it. Did okay, well, say why? Because they were too old for trick-or-treating, she thought. Oh, my word. There's
0: some poison. There's- Don't eat it.
2: Turn them away. Don't poison yeah. them. Just, so she pled guilty. She didn't deny a, it. Just
0: give him a pencil.
2: But that—that's <laughs> kind fresh. of that's kind of what started it, you know.
3: Yeah, and the, there's been more recent instances of that where where there's been candy laced with LSD, laced with yeah. meth, mm-hmm. like
2: yeah. So
0: no one's died. Cringling. Cringling? Because, no, do you know how much that costs? Well, that's a the lot. thing.
2: Nobody's going to use their drugs and like lace your can- you know drug costs money. But there was um, in 1970. Um, uh, hold on. A kid named Kevin, who was five, died after spending four days in a coma from a heroin overdose that was found in his Halloween candy. Even though his death was accidental, the family staged a cover-up of what actually happened. So Kevin had gotten into his uncle's stash of heroin and overdosed. So they took some of that heroin and sprinkled it in his candy, his Halloween candy, to make it look like his Halloween candy had been laced with heroin to try to save the uncle. The family oh.
0: did a cover-up. I was thinking it was more like somebody who was uh, careless with their... It's like, oh, crap, I don't have any candy here. Grab one of these. Yeah. It's like,
2: so, no, but since the, the news no, no, had no. already reported that the child died from Halloween candy laced with heroin, they couldn't really retract it and say that the
0: oh, parents they, had actually... They could.
2: They could, but... <laughs>
0: but why would, <laughs> right? why would the journalists want to be honest?
2: So, yeah, so the family was trying to save their uncle and sprinkled the heroin in his oh, candy. So.
3: Yeah, and I, I read that there was uh, because uh, if you guys remember the the whole aspirin cyanide mm-hmm. uh, or the Tylenol cyanide thing, yeah, um, it was also during that time where where this piece of checking your candy, kids mm-hmm. candy, really started to hit it. And they actually caught the I think I believe they caught the guy who did that.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, see, and then there's like the the gummies, the CBD gummies, and stuff like that. So people were checking gummies a couple of years ago to see if people were handing those out for trick or treaters
0: and. Again, aren't these expensive? Yeah, I don't, know, I don't buy them. I've never bought them. So I'm just assuming they're expensive.
3: Yeah, they're not going to be cheap.
2: So, But here's, here's the saddest one. This happened in 1974. A man, um, Ronald O'Brien, on Halloween gave his eight-year-old son, Timothy, one last piece of candy before going to bed. It was a pixie stick. The son ended up dying on the way to the hospital and come to find out the dad had laced the pixie stick with cyanide he'd actually also given these pixie sticks to his two other kids and their friend's kids to try to make it look like they had got them while they were trick-or-treating. I remember that story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sad. Yeah. The reason why he killed his son was because he was so much in debt and he had a $40,000 life insurance policy on his son. Aw, so he was trying to collect the life insurance policy on his son.
3: Yeah, that's awful. Like, so yeah,
2: he was found guilty for murder and died 10 years later by lethal injection.
3: And, and, see th- and that really shows you that... This whole checking your candy thing, mm-hmm. like the, the incidents that are used to show that we should be checking our kids' candy are actually nefarious by the parents of the kids that have right? suffered injuries.
2: Yeah. I mean, still check your, check your kids' candy. Check your kids' candy. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yes,
2: 100%. Get, but you're yeah. not going to find... You know,
0: See, I used to get popcorn balls. Homemade, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: You don't get homemade treats anymore oh, no. like you it's, used to. No.
0: I think, yeah. But nowadays, if someone put homemade treats in your kids' bag...
2: Would you let them eat them? I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't
0: either. No. Even. Now that being said, uh, I have been trick or treating with the kid and with the family, where we typically been going home trick or treating, where they do cider, um, or they'll do donuts.
2: If they outside they have like a big pot of cider and donuts. Chili, and... or
0: it's actually it kind of brings back some of that uh, social here. Come get a bowl of chili, yeah, and, and you know the people, you know, or oh, at least yeah. enough to, to trust. And then you sit there and you visit for a few minutes. Yeah, we- yeah,
2: we've never they did that in my old neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah, see, I've we've never taken my daughter trick or treating in our neighborhood we live in right now. <laughs> never. So we don't know. Well, most of the, but the problem is, is they always do a trunk or treat on Halloween, so mm-hmm. most of the people don't have candy because they gave it all out of the trunk or treat. Mm-hmm. And now that I don't trust my neighbors, it's just that our neighborhood is dark.
0: And the ones I do know, that we do know, are older, and were at the trunk or treat,
2: or the trunk or treat. So we have always taken our trick-or-treating in the neighborhood I grew up trick-or-treating in. And, you know, it's the people that I know and people that I trust. See, like in my neighborhood,
4: it's it, my old neighborhood. It was awesome because at the beginning, there was uh, the family that had all the hot dogs and mm-hmm. bratwurst for the adults. And they had lemonade and hot chocolate. And then at the end, so you always start there. And then you go through the neighborhood and at the end, there's somebody playing a movie on their garage door and then all the kids had... And then there was a bunch of blankets so that they could sit and watch the movie and eat their candy at the same time. that's cool. That's why
0: we should do this in August. So it's warm?
2: (laughs) So it's warm. It's hot.
0: I'm so nervous that it's going to be cold and stormy. (laughs) But
3: See, I like those things because that's like the sense of community, right? Yeah. The the thing we've lost with this whole trunk or treat piece... Mm -hmm. Is that we've taken away the community from from everything, right? It's like here, why don't you just come to this parking lot at McDonald's and we'll have some trunks open
0: and you come get some candy and then you leave. There's a mor- yeah. mortuary in Murray that does that. Yeah, actually, a lot of fun, but they don't do it on Halloween.
2: Yeah, I'm not gonna talk about Trunk treats. So I think they're stupid.
3: Yeah, so- I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan, and mm-hmm. maybe that's just because like. I'd like to see I'd like to see kids out in the neighborhood walking around, knocking on doors and, you know, doing the whole trick or treat thing. I, I I think it's neat. Like when we lived we used to live in these apartment complexes and it was full of kids. hmm We got three trick or
0: treaters the entire six years. We, we had lived a there.
1: whole plastic cauldron full of candy left over. Yeah, it's crazy. You, you it was even, awful.
0: You don't even want to know how much candy we yeah. have.
3: And then what we found out <laughs> that all the kids from our from all from the apartments went into the townhouse neighborhood next door mm-hmm. and went there because they celebrated it. And there was mm-hmm. a guy on the corner mm-hmm. that had music blasting, yeah. and he had those projectors up with people moving around and dancing and stuff. And it's like this stuff is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: See, but since we've always taken our daughter trick or treating some routes, we have never passed out candy at our house. Till last year was the first year we did year, it, but it was COVID, so. Boom.
0: We go large at our house. But this
2: year, we're doing the same thing. We're going all out. We'll have movies playing. We're giving full-size candies. We've got... That's awesome. If you know where we live... Come on (laughs) by. (laughs) Just come. It'll be good.
0: It's As long as it's not snowing. Yeah. We'll have our fire. If it's all wet and cold, then... yeah, We don't know what we're going to do. We don't know what we're going to do. Which, look, I grew up
3: in North Dakota... Mm-hmm. We would trick or treat at times in the snow. Oh, so. and I've got so, trick
4: or treating in the here snow here too. Yes. It's happened here when it's I was a kid. Here.
3: But
0: we were the hardier in the '80s.
3: Yeah. So you know, like my dad would drop us off on the corner, and we would trunk. You know, and we would he would follow us as we went down the street, and we'd knock on all the doors, and then we'd hop in, warm up, warm up, and then go to the next block and yep. then uh-huh. do it all over again.
2: We did that in Alaska too. <laughs> for we, went.
0: Yeah, we went. Yeah, it's cool.
2: We went trick or treating one time down in Moab, and that was a blast. Oh, yeah. There was a band outside walking up and down the street it's like a playing live music. Band.
0: It was kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. And that was awesome.
2: Seriously, the people sat out in their driveways. You didn't even have to walk up to the door. People sat in their driveways with their candy. You just walk up and get your candy and keep on going. I mean, that's awesome. This street knew how to do trick or treating. It was they cool. They still do. They
3: still <laughs> do. Yeah. But, I, uh, I just, I'd, I'd love to see that stuff. It's,
2: it's hard to find that common these days.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it really is, and it's—I don't know. I mean, with with so much money being spent on Halloween mm-hmm. every year, how is it that we don't have the same like decoration, the same pieces that we do for Christmas? Yeah. Well, Some actually, Utah do.
2: Utah just took number one for the most decorated houses for Halloween.
5: Ooh.
2: Where are these houses
3: at? Right, because I like driving around these neighborhoods. There's like five.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's certain places you got to go find them. But Terry there are, sent me a
3: list on Instagram. <laughs> they, you,
2: they actually, on, of course, this is Utah. Our our news station KSL. There is a map that you can go to where people have posted their houses, or you can go and That's watch awesome. them. So and it'll tell
0: you like what they have there. Like if mm-hmm. it's if it's just a light display, or if it's like things that move. There's actually one not
2: far from you guys over in American Fork that has done like the projection mapping on their house.
0: Oh, nice. nice. I'll
2: get you their address to go see it. No, that'd it's be awesome. It's called Baird Manor.
0: Yep. That'd be I great. Know. Exactly. So, one more thing I wanted to ask everybody, just because we're talking about it. Your favorite thing, your favorite piece of candy to get for Halloween candy. Your favorite candy. And let's also say, what's the worst? Your worst? favorite and your most hated. What is... What is-
4: oh, the most hated? are yeah. those orange and black peanut yes. butter those are nasty those
2: orange and black peanut butter candy wrapper things those are terrible yes. they're awful
3: and i've never i haven't seen any of those out this year
2: i haven't, I haven't seen, seen for any for a while for a while but, but as were, a kid those were the worst as a kid that's what i, I got the most
4: those. and that's what i hated the most mm-hmm. yeah it was like those yeah. ones were the ones i had left over i would vote
2: that for the worst me too
3: i well, always Josh. i always love the straight up uh hershey's the little hershey's bars
2: the chocolate, yeah, just a
3: straight up chocolate
0: bar. It's the miniatures,
2: yeah.
3: And I'm a huge like Reese's fan. I like, I love peanut butter cups.
2: What's your your worst?
3: Uh, oh man. Let's see. I once got money,
2: but that's not you bad. hated that candy. You could go buy your candy. candy. It was
3: money I couldn't spend. <laughs> <laughs> Your worst candy? Um, Not what you
2: got trick or treating, because then I could be like a pencil and toothpaste. But <laughs> yeah, but that's still awful. Or a, a, you know, a little bag of salad. Um, <laughs> you, you laugh.
0: I actually have seen that. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, those those black and orange. I th- those those. I don't those know if there's so any
4: worse candy. I can yeah. still taste. Those. I know. I, mean, I, mean, I, I can, can smell get. it.
0: I take candy Mm-mm. corn over that. Over that any day. Candy corns aren't bad. I
1: like candy
3: corns. But
0: candy corns are in a little individual. It's like giving somebody an M&M. It's like you, it, candy. You give somebody a package of things. Yeah, they so, have those little packages. They used to come in packs. Cards? They have okay. packs, little packages of candy corns. So corn. my favorite, my number one, Snickers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Love Snickers. Snickers are good. Now, the number one hated one is not far off from that. It's the Three Musketeers.
4: Oh, I hate Three Musketeers. If you give I kids like Three either.
0: Musketeers, you are a a-hole. <laughs> yes, but because this is chocolate and just this is coming
2: from your daughter who loves Three Musketeers. Yeah, but I would, have well, full-size that's Musketeers because, for that's Halloween
0: because God loved me and gave me somebody to. to <laughs> grab would you from. rather
3: get the black and orange peanut butter
0: awful candies or a Three Musketeers? Well, hate neither one. But if the thing is, is if you're going to go to buy Snickers or you're you're going to buy candy bars, right? You know Mars brand, which is musketeers and milky ways, don't just buy the crappy ones. It's the same price to get good ones.
4: You know those are going to be the ones that's nuts. left over at the very it, it end. It
0: always is. Yep. Mm-hmm. So go trick-or-treating early, get the good stuff. Yep. And and don't buy any palmers chocolates. <laughs> oh. Palmers is not really chocolate. It's actually a confectionery chocolate. It's not the same thing.
2: No. What's your favorite, Elisa? Taffy, love
4: you taffy. What's your favorite, Jamie? My favorite,
0: Butterfinger. Butterfinger. Josh? He already told Barses. us. Oh, Hershey, Hershey bars. Hershey bars. Hers- yeah. I would say honorable mentions. Butterfingers are good. Kit Kats are good. Reese's are what good. What was yours,
1: Terry? Twixes. Ooh, Twixes are, are good. I love um, Twixes.
0: Something else I really love. Lemonheads. little boxes of Lemonheads. Oh, yeah. And also the licorice things. I'm a oh. sucker for those, li- oh, those little. little Twizzlers. Yeah.
2: Let's see. Yeah. Okay. You pull apart. Next to those orange and black, though, I also hated the Pixie sticks. I oh, always had a If Those broke open and snapped in your can you know in mm-hmm. your in your trick or treat bucket, sticky. you had powder sticky everywhere. Gross.
0: Another interesting thing that we've seen, um, in this neighborhood we used to you know, my my in laws neighborhood, there was one house that used to give out uh like little bags of Doritos. We or... get a little
2: bag of chips and a little thing of Capri Suns and it was yeah. awesome. Like,
0: that's cool. That's and it was it was idea. perfect
2: 'cause it was like halfway through and my daughter would be like, I'm so thirsty. I'm like, here, drink your Capri Sun. And then the,
0: <laughs> and then the house next door would give out uh, the big Kellogg's oh no No,
2: they'd give out the big long licorice ropes like yes. this oh yes. no. that was oh, how my old those. neighborhood did and that then, and
0: then next door to them they gave out the Kellogg's brand fruit snacks
2: yeah yeah nice. the big bags of Kellogg fruit snacks anyways this neighborhood is legit go my neighborhood <laughs>
4: my neighborhood now um, my neighbor would give out the full size sodas mm-hmm. and then we would give out the full size candy bars mm-hmm. and then it would just go down like, someone would give licorice ropes and... Oh, that's cool. Oh, my gosh. It... So,
0: well, we're doing a soda bar. Ah, so yummy.
4: Awesome.
3: So, what is the strangest experience you had trick-or-treating?
0: For me, I would say... Well, I don't know if i call it strange, but the the year that I broke my knee uh, when I was eight... Trick-or-treating? No. Oh. I broke it in September in a bike, bike accident, and I was a football player on crutches... And my wife, my mom put a, I had to cast all the way up to my leg, all the way up to crowd my crotch because I bed my knee. And my mom put a garbage bag over it and I went around on crutches and it was snowy and slippery. Oh, no. And oh, so no. on crutches and one leg. And- <laughs>
4: oh, oh. you were being a pirate that year. So you no, only had I'm one eye. I a football player. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, honestly, I don't remember too many, anything weird. Anybody else have no, no.
1: anything weird? No. I never experienced. No. Okay. But I have a question. Do you oh, have anything weird? I do. Okay.
3: So I used to live, uh, growing up, I lived by the, no- arguably the number one aerospace uh, center in the country where people would learn to be pilots and other aerospace stuff. Cocoa Beach? North Dakota. Oh, no. University of North Dakota. All uh-huh. right. Um, and so we would get students from all over the world. So I knocked, so this one year we knocked on this door and we got a couple uh Asian s- students there, right? So we're like trick-or-treat, and they look at us like, what's trick-or-treat? <laughs> so we had to explain to them what trick-or-treating was, and that's when I got money. Oh. But it wasn't what's U.S. That- currency. <laughs> 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 so it was interesting. It was, it was weird, because like, as a kid, right, you're like, everybody knows what Halloween is and trick-or-treating. And so to do that, that was that was definitely odd.
0: Nowadays, you just give out ammunition.
1: If <laughs> you're <laughs> generous. What were you going to say? Um, so what was your guys' favorite Halloween costume growing up that you dressed up as? What was your favorite?
3: I seem to remember this being a Facebook question.
4: Oh,
1: yes, what? it was. Oh, yeah, I did post that. Yes, But I'm asking you guys.
3: So... The only one I can actually remember dressing up as was a transformer. I'm pretty sure that was Optimus Prime,
1: like the plastic garbage bag with oh, the print. And yes, the, the classic, plastic the mask. plastic garbage with bag the with the print band. and
3: the elastic band and the plastic, <laughs> the plastic face mask that you could barely breathe out of. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I I know I went trick or treating many many years, uh, but that's uh, that's about the only one I can remember. Because yeah. for the most part, I had to laugh when I saw that question because. Most of the times, trick-or-treating growing up, it was, here's my costume, underneath my parka, underneath my hat, underneath snow my pants. gloves, and my snow pants. <laughs> so, like, what are you dressed up? I'm the Michelin man.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Elisa, what about you?
4: Oh, man. I don't know. I, I don't know if this was my favorite or not, but it was the most convenient. So, me and my friend, we dressed up like babies. Or, like toddlers, so we wore like the onesie pajamas. So because we wore the onesie pajamas, we were super warm, right? And then we just had our hair hair and pigtails, and we would just and we had our our pillows, like as part of our decoration, right? But then you use your pillowcases to get all of your candy. But it was super convenient because we were so warm, and it was snowing that year, <laughs> so Smart, yeah. we were just super toasty. In our little onesies. But I don't remember. (laughs) I was never. Yeah, I was never really like. If I were to dress up now, I would be a lot of like scary things, right? And I would go all out. But as a kid, all we had were the plastic bag, you know, costumes or like ones that your parents made. Right. So we didn't have a lot of ones to pick from. Jamie, how about you? A
1: unicorn. So I was living in Alaska at the time. And so. And it was cold obviously but I wore <laughs> stop it Raymond <laughs> But I wore a white leotard and white leggings and then I had like these silver glove things that came up to here and had like the fake fur around them uh-huh. on each hand and then the collar one and then the ones down at my feet and then I had like this fluffy mane with roses in it and oh, cool. a horn and then a tail It was cold trick or treat in that year but I wasn't going to cover it up with Snow pants and coat,
3: and <laughs> I'm guessing that was in Alaska too. Wasn't that it? was
2: in Alaska? Yeah, Brr. yeah. Terry, how about you? I was a die princess die. No, it was just a die, like instead of dice, oh, okay. a single a die dice. is a die. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we had gotten a new washer, dryer, dishwasher. I don't know what it was, but we had it in an appliance box and we covered it with white paper and then we cut out black dots. My uh. head was number one. <laughs> and then I put my, I, I climbed up in the box, put my arms out the side. And then I like parted my head down the middle and like dyed half of it black and half of it white. And then I had you know, black leotard on. And I was a die. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it.
0: That's like inventive. And
2: creative. It really <laughs> is.
0: So my favorite one goes a, a, similar to this. Um, and my brother, my older brother, I love my brother. He's kind of a personal hero of all my life. Anyway, um, he, when I was, he was a teenager, you know, probably 18 or so, I was young and he made out of uh, some sort of big boxes. He actually constructed a race car where it was a lot of tape involved, a lot of, you know, shaping it and had round wheels and everything, but it was all out of cardboard. And then he painted it blue, put like numbers on it, made this really cool little race car. And then my head stuck out the top and then my arms stuck out the sides and I really couldn't hold my ba- my cheat bag very well. My pillowcase.
1: Put it in the but, trunk.
0: But it was the coolest thing. <laughs> and then I wore like my dad's motorcycle helmet. And oh, it was that's just, cool. It was that's really awesome. cool. So you
3: were Lightning McQueen before Lightning McQueen.
2: <laughs> before you yeah, even knew it. You know you have a good but, costume when you're doing the Halloween parade around the school. And people are stopping you asking, hey, can I take your picture?
0: I was that's just awesome. going to get to this.
2: Go ahead. Sorry.
0: <laughs> so a friend of mine uh, is a principal at a school. And he posted a couple years ago. Uh, what all of the staff decided to do, and uh, basically they were all—they took all those big, you know, boxes and then wrapped them all in pink wrapping paper, put cellophane in the front. Put a little Mattel thing up on the top, and they were all Barbies. They were all Barbie characters in the oh box. He, he was, he That's was, so he cute. was
2: Ken. He was Malibu he was Ken. Malibu Ken. <laughs> so nice. he was in a swimsuit and had a towel and inside the box, <laughs> and then you had like all the different That's Barbies. Awesome.
0: And then on the inside of this box, because it's a big fully enclosed box, you have little handles that you put inside. So last, was it, and I was like,
2: no, it was, it was her very last time in sixth grade for the very last Halloween parade.
0: So she would have been about twelve. Or maybe 11 and a half. I, yeah. No. Anyway. Anyways. So, yeah. So, we did that for her and we built that. For our daughter.
2: We made her a ballerina Barbie for Halloween.
0: It was the She won so
2: many costume contests that year. It oh, was awesome. Oh, my goodness.
0: In fact, we even went to a, 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 a Quick Wits play, an improv place, and they said, bring her your costumes. So we took her in her costume. They pulled her up on the stage and to, just to talk about <laughs> oh, how cool that's she so was. Oh, that's so cute. That's awesome. But, that was
2: probably one of the best ones we ever did for her. Oh, I love it.
0: So, anyway, we've jawed your ear off. I hope you guys have a fun and safe and happy Halloween. Uh, If you like spooky stuff and you haven't listened to the rest of our episodes, go back and check them out. Um, Tell your friends about us. Tell your family. Tell your coworkers. In fact, maybe a great way to celebrate Halloween is just to stay home, hand out candy, and 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 binge listen. And just pick the scary ones. I mean you know, we can skip a couple of them. We have scary like, ones. Like the, well,
1: well, to find the scary well, the ones, you gotta ones. listen to all of them. Yes, just you listen, do. Just <laughs> listen <laughs> to all of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, and then just chuckle along when we keep pronouncing like Ningen. <laughs> Ningen. I don't know. That one was a very scary show. But no. we, do <laughs> we, we do
1: try. We try. We do the we best. We try can. to
0: keep it entertaining. And yeah. that's what it's about. But you can find us on social media. Josh, what's our Facebook page? Uh, cold spot, paranormal research. We also have another page, Jamie. What's the other uh, Facebook page?
1: Uh, paranormal Peeps Podcast.
0: Hopefully, you guys can spell that one. Because if you can't, then how did you find? <laughs> how are you listening to this? <laughs> uh, we're also on Instagram, Terry.
2: Cold Spot underscore Paranormal underscore Research.
0: Send us messages. Uh, tell us about your your favorite Halloween traditions. Um, send us pictures. You know, if it's appropriate, we might post it. Absolutely. Um, but uh, you know, we appreciate you, our listeners. So. Have a happy, safe, and a merry Halloween and stay ghosting, my peeps. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Halloween. Come
5: with us and you see this town of Halloween.
3: Thank you for listening to the Paranormal Peeps podcast. You can find us on social media at Twitter at CPR Paranormal. On Facebook at paranormal peeps podcast and cold spot paranormal research and you can find us on instagram at cold spot underscore paranormal underscore research